Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Our CR team is thrilled to be broadcasting this weekend's Division I Men's National Team Indoor Championships in Chicago. It's 16 of the best Division I Men's College Tennis Team in the country, all assembling in one location, competing for the right to be named National Indoor Champion. Of course, our CR team will have coverage from first ball to last of of the event. You can find that coverage starting 9 a.m. Central Time on Friday over on our Crack Rackets YouTube channel. That said, of course, we also know it's our job here at CR to help preview all of the upcoming action for all of you college tennis fans. We already offered our extensive thoughts on each of the round of 16 battles over on our Great Shot podcast feed, but here on the Cracked Interviews podcast feed, what I will attempt to do here on Thursday is speak with all 16 head coaches prior to the start of play at the National Indoor Championships tomorrow. These conversations probably going to range from about 10 to 15 minutes, and they'll cover all sorts of topics, the strengths of each of these rosters, what each of these coaches are thinking heading into this 2023 National Indoor Championship. Who do they feel the favorite in the field is at this point of the year? We talk about all of those things and so much more. Again, really excited excited to have the opportunity to be here in Chicago. Always a pleasure to have the chance to sit down with these coaches. It's that much more enjoyable when we have that opportunity to do it in person. So again, what I will try to do over the next 24 hours, speak with all 16 head coaches prior to the start of the 2023 Division I Men's National Indoor Championships. With all of that said, let's get to it. Here's my conversation with another one of the many amazing Division I men's college tennis coaches. Hey, Crack fans. Before we get to today's show, I want to let all of you listeners know about the revolutionary work being done by our friends over at Swing Vision. Now, all of us as tennis players are constantly searching for that piece of information that's going to give us that one, two, three percent edge whenever we step onto the court. We want to know, am I hitting my forehand with enough depth? Am I accurately placing my backhands? Am I employing patterns on the court that are putting me in an optimum position to experience success? Thankfully, all of those questions can now be answered via the app produced by our friends at Swing Vision. Folks, it's extraordinarily simple. You're going to download the app. You're going to turn that app on your phone. You're going to put your phone on the back fence, the back curtain of whatever court you're playing on. You're going to hit record. And then using artificial intelligence, Swing Vision is going to break down your performance. If you click on the link that you find in the podcast description here on today's episode, you'll go right to the Swing Vision website. And of course, course, friends who use our Crack Rackets promo code CRACK20 are going to get an additional $20 discount and a free 14-day pro trial on the Swing Vision app. Again, you use that promo code CRACK20, $20 discount, as well as a free 14-day pro trial. How do you find the link to get signed up? Just go back to your podcast feed. It's in the podcast description of this episode. You go to the Swing Vision website, you set up your account, you download the app, you get rocking and rolling, get all the information one location with our friends at Swing Vision.
Joining us now in our booth here at the 2023 National Indoor Championships is a returning champion here on our Crack Racket Shows, a man you know best as the head coach of the South Carolina men's tennis program. Welcome back onto our show, Coach Josh Goffey. Coach, it's rare we get to do this in person. It's great to see your smiling face. How are you doing today? Good, good. Just got off the courts, had a solid practice, and ready to roll tomorrow. We are looking forward to seeing your team and for your group. This is a site, this is a tournament that you guys have become pretty familiar with over the past few years, but let's just start there. What does it mean for your team, for this group to get back to the National Indoor Finals? Yeah, it's huge. I think it's huge for any program. It's been a, it's been on uh, our, our goal list, you know, since the, the day I rolled in here, you know, it's in, in 2010. And, uh, you know, it's one of those key benchmarks that you need to have as a program if you want to be successful and move into the top 10. This is, this is you got to be here. you got to be at the show. Mm-hmm. And for your team, I believe sixth seed is the highest seed you guys have ever had at yeah. this event, at least coming into it. Sure. Obviously, that's on the back of some impressive victories here this season. You take care of business in the kickoff weekend, 4-3 at home over North Carolina. You then go on the road, get that 4 Two, four, three win, whatever. Yeah, four, two at clinch over Wake Forest. A lot of results filtering through by head right now, but more broadly, looking at your team, undefeated coming into this event, what has clicked so well for the guys this early? They're competing. It's, mm-hmm. it's to be totally honest, uh, the tennis, um, you know, we're not at, at full speed, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's early in the year, but the things that we can control, we're doing a great job with. You know, the guys are coming to compete. They, they don't panic. They stay composed. Uh, in the big moments, they trust themselves. You know, and and it's, uh, you know, you put those things out there in a college tennis environment, you know, it, that's a tough team to compete with. So that's what we care about. That's what we're going to bring this weekend. And, you know, we'll see. We'll let the chips fall where they may. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about a bunch of different guys, but one in particular who I think has clicked to start this season, James Story, who, of course, comes over from Memphis last year, had an exceptional freshman year, took a little bit longer to find his footing last season. Whatever struggles he may have had, though, they've clearly dissipated to start this year. What's clicked so well for James in year two on campus? Well, he's put a lot of work in. I mean, it, it started the day he came in, but, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, a, he had to acclimate to our environment, to our culture, the whole deal. Part of that, uh, you know, he, he felt having a great freshman year that he felt a little pressure playing down in the four or five slot last year to, to get it done. He's comfortable, you know, going out there and competing against whoever it might be on the line, whether he's playing one, six, you know, that's that's the biggest change. But he's been putting in work day after day, and it's starting to show. So his inner belief is he backs himself at a high level now. He's got a huge game, and, and really, to be honest, the the work behind his game was was missing and he's put that in and he's starting to reap some of the benefits Mm -hmm. and you see a bunch of guys reaping the benefits of the work they did in the off season i know toby's obviously the headliner with the pro success and everything he's done to start this year but the guy who stood out to me is connor thompson and the reason i bring that up is it's not what he's doing on the court it's the intangible things to that he's doing to help his teammates on other courts that have stood out to me have you noticed connor taking a bigger leadership role this season because because it feels like that energy has translated throughout the team. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. That's 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 impressive that you were able to capture that. He's that's been. His. It's those track tennis cameras. They're very clear. <laughs> been, that was his intention from the start. You know, mm-hmm. he and James took mm-hmm. on the leadership roles. They they came in. They said we want to we want to lead. We want to be the the connective tissue between the squad and the coaching staff. And we feel like we have the ear. And they they work hard every day to earn the respect from the guys. And uh, yeah, and CT Connor. Um, 
you know, he's, his, his enthusiasm, his energy, his intensity is infectious. You know, it's, <laughs> it's contagious throughout a team. And, uh, and, and quite frankly, it's intimidating, you know, when, when he's bringing it. And so, you know, he's starting to realize that, that it's not as hard as he thought it was. And he's very capable, his game, but also his, just his competitive intensity is there. It's, he's a very tough guy to play on any given day. Mm-hmm. And for your team early in the season, I go back to that North Carolina match at home. By the way, the new indoor facility is gorgeous. Yes. Just needs to be said. And the cameras are, it's just, it's got that new building vibe. Yeah. That, that was really fun for us to get to broadcast during the uh, kickoff weekend. But prior to that, obviously, North Carolina comes to town. And on that day, it's your top two. It's Toby, it's Connor, who earned three set victories over Cernok, Segerman. Obviously, that's as good of a top two as you'll right. find. Three sets to get over the hump. I know we just talked about the Connor side, but to the Toby side, he has fully embraced the number one position. What's clicked so well for him? I mean, Toby's a completely capable guy. I yeah. mean, he's he's got the game. He's got the speed. He makes he's he's consistent. He's got mm-hmm. the serve. You know, anywhere you look, he can play. And mm-hmm. it's uh, it is a familiarity thing. You know, it's when Toby starts to feel comfortable in a position, or mm-hmm. or that he's comfortable going out and, and getting through a future. It's he's a very tough guy. He's going to mow those down, mm-hmm. and it's no different at the one spot. He's starting to settle in there. The tennis was not great early on, <laughs> but he battled mm-hmm. really hard in the early matches and, and got over the hump. The Cernok match was a very big one he was not playing well at all for the first hour of that match um, and credit to Brian he was all over him but at the same time Toby started finding his form after that and and when he when he starts running it's pretty tough to catch him yeah no doubt about that and obviously for all of your guys there you know I, I believe just about every starter has played at least one dual match prior to this season and you know again it is a callous group it is a group that has been through plenty of experiences together that said you know again looking at this national indoors in particular, you guys are the sixth seed. You face a conference foe in Georgia. You know what? What is? What should we expect from this group coming into this event, particularly given it's an opponent you know pretty well in your conference foe? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, we know the dogs, and and we've been. It's been a four-three match. Mm-hmm. Either they way. got you four-three in Athens last year. I want to say three indoors last year at their place <laughs> on those four courts, and um, you know that's one we want back. There's no doubt. <laughs> but at the same time, you know. We're, we're neck and neck with this program and, and uh, you know, for the last three or four years have been just absolute battles against mm-hmm. them and we expect nothing different going into tomorrow. So our guys are mentally ready for that, that it's going to be a war and it's going to come down to a few big points here or there. Mm-hmm. We feel that. And, uh, you know, if it happens to come a little easier, fine. If it happens to go the other way, fine. But we're going to leave it out on the courts. Mm-hmm. That's always fun to see. We'll line up questions for you. Do you feel like you're pretty set in stone? Because, again, a lot of returners. Or are we still playing around here early? You can see my lineup coming from a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> we don't play those games. We don't spice yeah. it up. We're not a matchup team. Mm-hmm. You know, my guys earn their spots, you know. And if there needs to be a move, we make the move. But it's not. We don't match up. We roll the balls out. And we expect our guys to be able to adapt to the opponent across the net. If they want to be good players, they're going to have to beat whoever across the net mm-hmm. game style or not mm-hmm. to that end some scholars are arguing I don't know if you've heard the scholars arguing but some are arguing that you're the best doubles coach in the country right now oh, you well. look at what your team has accomplished in the doubles individually I think you've lost like three individual sets right. to this point of the season to that end I mean it helps when you have Toby and Connor right the continuity there at the top you we know what they're capable of but all these different pieces working in same thing do you still feel like you're trying to find your teams or do you feel pretty good about what you've seen so far no we're locked you know, yeah. it's, it's the same same methodology yeah. that we've had for years so that's what I was gonna say why that why lock it so soon uh because look you know doubles is a game of discipline and if you can mm-hmm. execute a few things correctly 
you know, it doesn't matter really who you play with. We, we like the personalities, and that's what I look at, I look for, is we need to have a leader on the team, and we need to have a guy that's solid. We need to have a guy that's aggressive. We need to own certain parts of the court, and that's everybody ha plays their roles. And so, you know, if you find those combinations, you know, and, they, and there's a little bit of gel, and the players have, ultimately, they have the final say. <laughs> you know, we ask our guys who they want to be on the court with, and we explain what's expected of each spot and who's going to fill those roles. Here are your options. Who do you want to play with? And <laughs> we match them up and we work around a little bit. But once we're locked and loaded, we work as a team <laughs> and work on those teams. And, you know, it's if if something's not firing, we go and fix it. <laughs> so, you know, but but, you know, it's uh, I don't think that we are uh, great doubles coaches. I think we understand what's necessary to play great doubles and we work on those things and therefore our guys do a heck of a job of going out and getting that those those details correct and uh ultimately we play just try to play hard in those doubles mm -hmm. i'm going to disagree with you you are a good doubles coach you don't have to say it i'll say it on your behalf right. because it's deservedly so or maybe you've just hired really good assistants over the right. years to right. carry your behind in doubles but last three questions for you i'm going to ask these to every coach okay. I'm curious, looking at this year, and I know it's year three of this COVID situation where you have that extra year of eligibility for all of these athletes. That said, I swear it's more pronounced this year than even the past two, the depth from team to team. Just again, one through not just six, but one through eight. It feels like every team has options. Do you feel that depth? Do you feel that parity? Or do you think there's a front runner entering this national indoors? Uh, you know, we haven't played, we, you know, Ohio State, we haven't played them. Yeah, sure. But with all due respect, I mean, you you look at scores. Yeah. You know, they're starting to run pretty quick, and they have they don't even have a full lineup in yet. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, when they get into a tournament situation, three days in, a lot of things can change. There's mm -hmm. a lot of different variables. It's not, not just about tennis on the third and fourth days. It's, you know, it's it's about mentality and physicality. Mm -hmm. So, so you know, we're in tournament time. We're not in dual match time right now, and that we'll see how that plays out. But from what I'm seeing from scores, there's – they're pretty impressive right now. <laughs> no, they're a very good team, certainly. And, you know, we talk about that depth and parity. It's on the women's side that this example exists, but I think it translates to the men. Certainly, you see the success Ben Shelton has had going immediately from yeah. the collegiate game to the pros. And you can co count to point to countless other examples as well. But right now... There's an active top 100 player, Diana Schneider, for NC State on the women's side. I know, again, it's the women's side. You're probably a little less focused on it. But what does that say about college tennis? And how exciting is that to have a top 100 player actively in our midst? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I, mean, God, I, I don't even know when the last time that would have happened. In probably McEnroe, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe. You know, so it's uh, it's pretty amazing. I was I was thrilled to see her. She showed up at our facility to play the girls. Right yeah. when, yeah, like she literally flew back from Australia mm -hmm. and rolled in the yeah. next day. Yeah. To play, but she was there. And, holy cow, that's bandana. Yeah. yeah. And uh, anyways, it was it was great to see her. But I I love the fact that she's sticking it out, trusting their coaches. Mm -hmm. Those guys do a heck of a job. Um, and it just proves that she wants to be there, you know. <laughs> and it, I think uh, when it comes down to college tennis, I love what the ITA has just done with the ATP. And I think they just did it with the ITF on the women's side <laughs> as far as some cards. I love it. Uh, it legitimizes the pathway. <laughs> uh, I spoke on it in another podcast about about why we should be almost known as an incubator yeah. to the pros. It's, you know, it's kids need to come to a, an environment, it's tough to get into the top 100 now because there's so many mainstays there for 10 to 15 years. You know, they're just staying there and they're getting better with age until their body goes and it, bodies are lasting a lot longer now. So come to college, you know, get get mentally stronger, mentally more mature, physically stronger, more mature and, and give it your best shot when you're ready to go. Roll out of bed, brush the teeth, 
check Paul Jubb's scores. Is that the routine for you? <laughs> uh, something around that every day? Yeah, it's been a break in my routine. You know, yeah. he's, out, he's out with an ankle right now. So yeah. I mean, uh, really, in the morning, I'm just having like five cups of coffee. Yeah, coffee. you're lost. Yeah. You're like, come on, Jubby, get back on court. That's exactly. great. Uh, well, you know, again, looking for your team, obviously six seeds undefeated to this point. Goals for this weekend here in Chicago. What do you want to see? Obviously, you come here to win a national championship, but what do you want to see your team accomplish here this weekend? Yeah, I just compete like absolute mothers on the court. That's what <laughs> that's what we need to do. That's front. That's that's top of what we do. Mm-hmm. And if we bring that, the tennis always follows. Mm-hmm. You know, if we try to put games on the board and we're not there to to start competing, you know, it's it's a flip of a coin on that given day. So, look, this is the best in the country are here, mm-hmm. and so we we feel it's a privilege to be here, and we absolutely look at these as opportunities, not to go out and get the Ws. The Ws are consequences of doing things correctly. Sure. And so we are absolutely here to bring what we bring and see where we stack up. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, you and all of us here in College Tennis Nation looking forward to seeing where the Gamecocks stack up. So, Coach, thank you, as always, for taking the time to chat. Good luck to you and your team this weekend. Thanks, man. Yeah.